Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paul and Alwyn show. Unfortunately, we have received a complaint about the irregularity of our broadcast from one of our three listeners. This is why I have the ungrateful duty to remind our audience that our show can be enjoyed entirely free of charge, thanks to the goodwill and kindness of a man like Paul, who despite his advanced age is still riding his tractor on the Scottish Highlands, and Alwyn, who gracefully frees his time for the broadcast despite his frantic activities as a composer of electronic avant-garde. However, we take notice of the complaint and will try to provide a regular supply of shows, but be aware, the profound spiritual depth that defines us may suffer, and so the whole world will know it's Joe's fault. Hello? Hello? Hello, hello? Hey! <laughs> that took an effort. Yeah, I know. You know, I was on the phone uh, and uh, I, I was looking with one eye on 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 the clock and oh, let's go as. But our, our our beloved great friend Simon Jones from the the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, 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 is, yeah. Is Simon a, it's a potential listener? Do you think we should? No, 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 he's not, no, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, but any potential, everybody's a potential listener, of course, but, yeah, uh, yeah no, I don't, no, well, maybe so, one day, you know, I, I told him, Joe Ross, you know, our dear friend Joe Ross, I hope you're listening, Joe, by the way, and then hope you're well, um, that, that he has binged, binge listened to our program, yeah. and I said that in order to make him jealous, you know, <laughs> so that could, that's basically, you know, Simon, that could be you. This is the tipping uh, point. Listening, right? Yeah, and uh, you always get something out of it. You know, we don't know what it is. You never know where it's going to go. Exactly. So, we, we, we. Absolutely. Apart from being on the phone all day, what else have you been doing? Um, let me think. I've oh, actually, I'm very excited because I finished uh, a piece of um, music. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's called number seven, the number seven, yeah. and uh, I'm very happy with it because this whole lockdown thing, I've, you know, it would be the perfect situation for a composer to do magnificent, magnificent things. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm a painter, also. So people ask me, "So are you painting?" It's like, "Well, no." <laughs> oh, and they're really surprised. They cannot wonder why. No, I'm not inspired. Yeah. But musically, I, 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 I'm, I've been very active, but very frustrated because somehow. Um, you know, the things that come out do not correspond to the this new, yeah. and I put this in brackets, that I'm looking for, because I hate predictable music, you know, yeah. that's my problem. And it's anything predictable, actually, I don't like. Yeah. You know, I don't even like my own routines, you know, when I realize I'm sitting in the same chair again as last last night at 7 o'clock, <laughs> I'm going to sit in another one. There's you a know great what I mean? line in a song by Iggy Pop. Um, uh-huh. The song is called I'm Bored, but he, he, he says, I bore myself to sleep at nights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's wow. So there you go. See? You're in good company. There you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. So, yeah. So, 
So anyway, so now just so, to, just so I, I I made this music today, and I thought I I got really drunk last night, obviously, and then, you know, one thirty in the morning, and I yeah. finished it, and it's really loud, and because yeah. I have six speaker boxes, you know, on me, and it and it's uh, so well, I have to switch this off and and yeah. go to bed, and which I did, and at yeah, last time before and, you said thank you to the, yeah. to the entire yeah. town for to, yeah. <laughs> for bearing me, yeah, thank for bearing with night. me, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. See you later. Uh, no, and uh, but anyway, normally what happens then when you get up, when I get up in the morning and I, I listen to it and yeah. I think, oh, this is such crap, <laughs> really terrible, yeah. you know. And you know, I go to bed elated with with alcohol and yeah. you know and whatever, and then then it's sort of thing. Listen to it, and I think this is terrible. But it didn't happen this morning. I thought, oh, this is actually quite good, oh, yeah. and um, so I finished it. Good. Very excited, very so happy because the- I think I'm. Is it on SoundCloud? SoundCloud. Yeah. Yes, tell yes, our ladies and gentlemen. Our yeah. Well, tell Joe. <laughs> yeah. Right, Joe. Listen hard. Okay, number seven. It's on. Yeah. It's on so I'm, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And that's that's the, uh, the, the, the happiest thing that has happened today. It's raining a lot, and uh, which is good for nature and the plants and everything's green and lush. Yeah. And uh, But I was thinking, Paul, we ha- I would like to ask you, how was your childhood? Can we just hear a little bit about your childhood? Um, well, when I was little, younger. Well, little, or medium, yeah, little, I and yeah, adolescent. I was, I was born yeah. in the Midlands. I was born in Tipton, in the West Midlands, and then we lived, grew up in Coventry for the first right. 10 years of my life. So urban post-industrial Coventry. It was pretty grim, even then. I don't know what it's like now. I've not been there for years. But, um, yeah, just a great big, you know, working working city that had all the knock-on effects. I remember there was an awful lot of the Second World War still sort of knocking around because it got very heavily bombed during the Second World War. Ah, okay. And uh, what on earth is that noise? And, and uh, that's the coffee machine. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, it's right. pouring out. Yeah. <gasps> oh my so God, you were just buying time, you see. What you really wanted to do is make a coffee. No, 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 very right? just. No, I, th- I thought I would anyway, yeah, listen, so, Paul. I think, so youthfulness, uh, yeah. yeah. So I grew up there, and then at the age of 10, I suppose, 9 or 10, my father got a job in the south of England. So we moved from the Midlands to the south, to Bedfordshire, and um, mm-hmm. to quite a rural environment really quite next to a farm and how were you as a child were you a happy child or always happy as a clam or 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 depressing and annoying and no no not at all i was always i was always quite um self-driven really just you know quite happy on my own i wasn't ah okay I i had lots of friends but at the same time i was quite content to just muck about on my own i had two sisters and they tended to do their own thing and i did my thing and yeah, mm. sort of life just trundled along, really, and fairly free reign, you know. My parents got on with their lives and tended to leave us alone to get on with ours, which was fine by me. And, oh, that's, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So free reign, really. I used to go off miles and miles on the bike and, you know, just right. mooch about and build stuff in the garden. And, yeah, just that was it. I mean, childhood was a blur, really. I hated secondary school. Didn't like it at all. Mm. Um, 
Any, any specific reasons for that? Um, I kind of got the feeling bit by bit as I was going through school that you're forced into thinking in certain kind of ways and you had to fit in. It was very much a time, the mid-1970s, when, you know, there was sort of different groups and you attached yourself or didn't to these groups. And if you didn't fit into them, you, you couldn't really work out. I couldn't work out who I was, really. I wasn't very clear. I was. I quite liked... I, I had a very interesting hybrid of things I liked. I, I was good at sports, so I managed to get into all the sports teams. And that meant that I coped with all the thuggery of some of the kids who were quite rough. Um, but because I was fit and I was very big, they tended to leave me alone because of that. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I was into music, and but I was into like completely contradictory things. Like I really liked prog rock, but I also quite liked punk rock. So it was a real model of music. And uh, the other one, what is that? I don't even know what it is. Prog, prog rock? Progressive rock, you know, like... Oh, progressive. Or like yeah. progress as in... All yeah. oh, right, in progressive. And electronic right. music, like Kraftwerk. I used to like Kraftwerk. But then, yeah, so, so I spent a lot of time listening to music and trying to play music. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I never really got on well with school. I wrote about it, actually, not long ago at the end of a book. Uh, that mm. I was asked to put a chapter to. So I ended up as the last chapter in this book called, that's oh, a terrible title, it was called The Working Class. I refused to refused to even mention the working class in my book, because in my chapter, because I just thought it was an insult. I hate that. I, I think it is. I, 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 I think it sounds terrible. Yeah. Like working class, I mean, what the hell is that? Exactly. I mean, we're all working class. Yes. Everybody is working class. Yeah, you know, but it's um, also yeah. the idea that, you know, the, I just hate this idea of stratification of people through economics and social yeah. connection and whatever it is. It just means nothing to me whatsoever. But anyway, to cut a long story short, I, I did actually kind of mentally revisit the experience of the encounter of what it was to, like to be at secondary school in the 1970s in, in, in an urban environment which was Hemel Hempstead and which is a like was a new town at the time re deliberately built to to cater for London overspill and uh, mm -hmm. I was just depressing you know it was like life was existing in black and white and yeah. and and you were very much sort of you know school school was is as school is now unfortunately nothing's really changed you were you were fodder for whatever kind of industry was down the line expecting you to join at the time. So, and, and, and there was never anything that sort of enhanced life, you know, that gave you any opportunities to think outside of the box. And uh, anything particularly creative or innovative tended to be stamped out fairly quickly because they couldn't the, the school just couldn't, just like most schools, couldn't cope with deviance, couldn't cope with any dissonance and uh, that is the biggest memory of my middle teens I suppose that fighting right. internal tra trauma of fighting something that I knew was wrong but I didn't understand why and it was later that I realised I think that the, the thing I was grappling for was philosophy I was looking for 
yeah. insight yeah. through philosophical thinking, which never existed in school because everything was utterly no. pragmatic and concrete. You know. Well, it's 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 pre-established uh, conditioning that you just mm. they just have to stamp into your head. So there, it's not that there's an option for anything else. It's mm. just. You have to learn this because this is what we have decided that our our society is uh, is built upon. These are the structures, and you just have to learn them. And there's nothing That's else it. to do really than than yeah. do that and and, and obey the the commands. And, uh, and and then you get a number, you know, for how well you you remember everything we we told you. Mm. But there's no stimulants. In that mm. respect, we we completely uh, mm. coincide because. I was terrible at school, not because I was dumb, but because I, I, there was no, my brain didn't get any intellectual stimulation whatsoever, oh, n- neither from, from from the teachers, yeah. nor nor enjoyment, and, and and nor from from the 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 people around me in in school either, because I was uh, very marginal, and I didn't want to be at all, and I didn't have any any vocation in being marginal. I just was because I, I wasn't like them. Yeah. I had uh, a very in, in, inquiry, you know, internal inquiry. I was born with that, and mm. and I couldn't couldn't find that anywhere. The satisfaction satisfaction for that anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's well, that's great. So because then I have to don't have to talk about my own childhood because uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's basically yeah, it sums it up. And also, well, the only difference is my my family was completely uh, dysfunctional and yeah. uh, and and and. and Totally uh, not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I run out of adjectives. So I really don't know what kind of word to put on it because, you know, a loop mother who was like on, you know, a second marriage and, and afraid of her husband, really, because, uh, you know, she was so tortured by, by her own parents because of the, the failed first marriage, mm. which was not her fault because her husband wasn't faithful yeah. uh, all the time with any anything that had a skirt on. And um, but she was punished by that, you know, with the divorce, and then then she married my father. I guess he just to get out of the uh, single woman with a child kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's so they married for all the wrong reasons, and then they got me, which is was which was not a brilliant idea either. <laughs> and so I had this half brother <laughs> and half sister that are both huge age difference. Um, yeah. Uh, really get along with either of them because you know I was the 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 for them I was an outsider as well I was the fruit of the the, the love fruit of, of for my sister her father and for my brother his mother yeah so my brother and sister do not have anything in common really um other than me <laughs> so uh, yeah so anyway long story short when I was 18 I went for a weekend to Paris and I stayed and I never came back, and I lived lived in Holland again. So uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so okay. So there you go. So what else? There we go. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, lovely for 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 uh, a Tuesday afternoon. Um, we will continue talking about uh, Paul and Elwin's life stories, uh, the fascinating uh, adventures you know, yeah, of this. Uh, the thing is, uh, Elwin, like. Yeah. The, the, you know, you think then you know, throughout your life, you just think, oh, geez, you know, how much it influences how you think about stuff until you suddenly come to terms with yourself. And then you think, actually, do I really want to be like that? You know, is it just yeah. me or is it just circumstance? But you suddenly become aware of the fact that there are choices and you don't have to do this like this. And, and actually those choices mm-hmm. are 
are huge opportunities to do something different and think differently and that thinking then leads to different encounters with new people and different ways of seeing what you're already doing and it liberates it's wonderfully liberating and it's taken me a long, long time that's... to get there a long long time and i wish somebody had said it when i was like 12 or something like that 12 yeah uh-huh you know? 12 yeah for me well, too 12 would have been a good, a good year yeah wisdom alert wisdom alert one of the speakers may say something intelligent or profound so stop being distracted and concentrate but, but, but no, no, hold on, hold on. Right. This is it. This is this is the the wisdom alert for this program. Okay. The reason why we talk about all this because I think the metaphor is actually that humanity now is in in that adolescence, uh, in in that moment of of becoming aware mm. of the choices we have. Yeah. Really, do believe that? Yeah. Now we are on a, on a moment. We have an incredible uh, uh, slot for. Comp- completely different for a different switch mm. of not only seeing things but of doing things and mm. I, and and that's why i think it's good we talked about this mm. Mm. i think that's right and and it's it's interesting that this week because people either by choice or probably not by by force i mean are starting to have to go back to work and one of the things that mm-hmm. I noted about that was that, yeah, you can go back to work at the moment and work with your colleagues, but you're not yet allowed to go and visit your own families, for God's sake. You know? No, and, and hug them and, 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 yeah. and kiss them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so you, you get a bit of a slice of the insight of what the state really makes values as important. It's not people. It's not communities. It's, it's actually money. And it's down to... Yeah, it is. That's what it boils down to at the moment in terms of the virus response is how much money can we save in order that we can keep the businesses going that are the big corporate giants that make everything happen like it happens at present and how many people do you do you choose to put in front of the firing line the cannon if you like to to just to test out how much how many get killed as a consequence and of course you know There'll be one or two peripheral edges that get touched as well, but in the main, it's people who can't afford not, who can only afford to go to work. They can't do anything else. They don't have that choice, and that, you know, and it's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And if we'd step back and look at it, and step away from it, and say, what else is there? We suddenly see there's plenty of other ways of doing this stuff. And I think that's where this. What's really interesting in Britain. I don't know what happens in Spain, but a lot of people are getting put put on sort of eighty percent wages, and it's been extended for another four weeks. Now, mm-hmm. that's fascinating for because because I think what's beginning to come from that listening to people and listening to podcasts and just commentary is that people are starting to have the time to ask, okay, is this really how we want to live? You know, is this is, yeah. it, is it really how we want to live? And if it isn't, what happens? Mm-hmm. What do we do? What do we need to do in order to manifest it in real ways? So we. So I think I think we should leave the solution, which we of course have, yeah. uh, for tomorrow's program. Yeah. 
So we create a little tension in the audience. It's like, so what is the solution? Well, yeah. you have to wait until tomorrow, you know. And uh, meanwhile, do your meditation. Think about all this profoundly. Mm. Just it's seeing for question, it's yeah. yeah no it's very important you know the, the good thing in in, Sp in Spain this has now been two and a half months I think we are, we're in, mm. in, in entering the ninth week of uh, of, of uh, confinement and in myself I've seen that this whole interesting development of you know first month great have more time I can you know and uh, sort out my cupboards and I don't know what and archives which I didn't do in the end. And uh, so there's all little stages and it all comes, it boils to the fact, I really think that with all this time available, you really have to go very deep inside yourself and ask this, this, this essential question, which is, yes, how do I want to live on this earth? What yeah. makes me happy? And how, how am I happy with other people? And I know, and, and, and for me, the answer is very simple. I'm happy with other people when they're honest. When yeah. they speak, you know, from from within, from the heart, mm. and and as being all together in an experience that that that's called life, and I'm interested in other people to tell me how are you, do, how are they doing with that? What mm. what are what have they found? Where you know, the deep spiritual, uh, the, the, the essential mm. uh, feeling of existence, and not not the superficial crap of career and yeah. and and, and yeah. whatever else. So yeah. Two and a half months. You see, if we were in a spaceship, we would be. Well, you'd have been back to the back to the moon about four times, but you'd be well and truly on the way to another planet. Yeah, it's a long way, well, a long time in in travelling. No, no, it is. It yeah, uh, definitely in isolation. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. But you could. All right, it's on SoundCloud, school Let's number seven. And, uh, <laughs> SoundCloud number seven, yes, listen to it on SoundCloud. Alwyn van der Linde. That's all you and, uh, Is that what you've recorded as, or was it as, um, um, what's the other thing called? Polymer Pipes. Polymer no, it's pipes. my own name. Right. Yeah. Just, no, it's my own name. Sure I, you know, listeners I, can. Go and listen to that immediately after this broadcast. Immediately, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Right. Good Lovely. Stuff. All right, Take mate. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Dear listeners, we've come to the end of this broadcast. We will be delighted to have you back soon well, listening to another new Paul and Elvin show. But I think you got my chair